Hey friends, we're so glad that you've chosen to tune into this podcast from Revival Fires today. We pray that this message brings you closer to Jesus. We'd love to host you at our regular Sunday morning meetings, 10.30 a.m. in Dudley. Also check out our website for our upcoming events. We look forward to welcoming you to our next event. All right, here we go. Here is the message. I just want to give you a visual aid for this year of five, seven, and it's eight, four. And so five, seven really means the year of, okay? So it's the year of, those, what those two figures mean. And the eight and four is the season, the time, and what God has set in motion for us. And so I want to put some things up here in a moment um, because I do believe that this is a year where it will give us opportunities that will keep us moving forward for the next 10 years, but extremely important for the next three years. Some of you need to write that down because there are things that you would do this year that will be important for the next three years, but also it will stretch out for the next 10 years. So God is giving you a view and um, an ability to look to the horizon and to see where you're headed so that we are not Like those who have no direction, we're not wandering around, we're not like ships without a sail or without a rudder, but we now can set our lives to the winds of God's Spirit and we can set the rudder of our hearts so that we are directed to where God wants us to be. And so this year and for the last few months, and there's been a number of things that have happened, but the last few months, the Lord has really been placing upon my heart again and it's not that it was 10 years ago because we hit a four 10 years ago but this is so different for us and um, and it's different for this reason this is a time where God is giving us one aspiration that is things that we would desire. You heard Sharon talking about her aspirate, her desire. She does. She loves to sort out my study. Sometimes she sorts it out that well that I do not know where anything is. I said, where was that? Where was that bunch of notes? I mean, it happened this morning. Where was that bunch of notes on my desk, you know? Uh, I I put them all away. I said, well, I knew where they were there. I don't know where they are now. And, you know, there's all of those things that go on. Um, But she has been putting all of those notes together, filing them and making them easily retrievable for me and for her because she wants to use them as well. And so... You know, there's aspirations. Those are your desires, the things that you long for in your life. Now, listen, aspiration is totally different to achievement. Some of you need to jot these words down because they will help you. You see, aspiration is what we desire. It's what we dream about. It's what we long for. But you see, achievement is what we have taken hold of. 
and what we have actually brought into being. It's what we have fulfilled. It's our dreams being fulfilled. And listen, you shouldn't have a dream any longer, listen, than five years. You see, if you've got dreams that are 50 years old, they probably died. Let me tell you again. If you've got dreams that are 50 years old, they're dead. And you probably have not got the energy now to pick those dreams up and run with them. So you have to take hold of them in the time frame that God puts them because they do pass you by. Do you understand? And I've known too many people whose dreams died on them, but they had a great dream and there was nothing wrong with the dream, but they did nothing about it. They didn't achieve anything with it. Why? Because you have to give it daily attention. I have to give my life daily attention. Every day, not a day goes by that I don't ask God to deal with things in my heart, in my life, to reveal things in my heart and my life so that I can keep attending to the things that he's placed in me, which are my dreams and my aspirations. And you see, and your dreams and aspirations when you are 71 years of age are different to when you were 21 years of age. They're different. That's not to say they don't give you life. They're just different. And listen, so you have to grow. As you grow older, you have to allow your dreams to grow. Because the longer you leave them, the less passion they have within them and the less energy you have to do them. And so for us today, and the verse that I've constantly had over the last few weeks, I preached on it probably four or five years ago, no, probably 10 years ago in Wales. And I got the notes in my Bible. How many of you write notes in the margins of your Bible? I'm not talking about just underline. I'm my notes where God spoke to you. You know, 16th of the... 9th, 2023. You know, how many of you got notes in your, that you can look back to? And, um, and so this word has reverberated in me for some time. And again, God's brought it back. And, uh, and it's this. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 8. Behold, a great door of opportunity has been opened up to me. Another version says, a great door of effective ministry has been opened to me. A great door. Not a small door, a great door of effective ministry has been opened to me. And there are many adversaries. Another version says, a great door of opportunity has been opened to me. And the opposition is mushrooming. You know where mushrooms grow, don't you? They grow in the, and in the dark. You put the first one, the words there yourself. But that's what they do. They grow in the damp, dirty, and dark places. So listen, we don't have to be afraid about the dark. Sometimes God is growing things there. Listen, David was in the dark in the field, but he grew. And so for us, a great door of opportunity has been opened to me because it's always personal and there are many adversaries or opposition is mushrooming. So it's never an easy, through, easy way through. You have to battle the way through. That's why the bride is also a warrior. 
And the warrior needs to be a bride too. They're two different things that we have to look at. And listen, you're not, you're not a warring bride all the time. There are times when you need to take off the, the warring clothes and you have to put on the bridal gown. Do you understand? Those are just things that we have to... But this is a year of opportunity. Opportunities that you're going to open a door and the next three years are going to be charted out for you. But you have to get God's revelation on those days, weeks, months, and over the next three years. Because then in three years' time, you will see a way that you're going to be giving your life to something for the next ten years. See, most people, and you've heard me say it before, most people, they have packets of seeds and their seeds are like vegetables. Great. Eat your tomatoes, eat your lentils, eat your cucumbers. But there are others who have packets of seeds, and the seeds in there are trees that take a hundred years to grow. They will never see the result of what they've done. But the fact is that they have a long-term view of what they're planting now. And they may never see, so it's not about them, it's about what they're doing now that has the effect that later on in other people's lives. Can you see? We have to get a different... Jesus had a long-term view. Jesus wasn't a vegetable gardener. Jesus, did you know that a, a vine takes about seven years before it starts to bear good fruit? Uh, a, um, an olive tree is the same. And with an olive tree, they will knock all the fruit off it. Each year as it grows until it gets to around seven to ten years. Then they allow the fruit to form. And the reason they do that is because they, they have such prolific fruit. And if they bear fruit too early, let me tell you, this is what it says, it breaks the heart of the olive tree. See, some people want to have the fruit want to have the anointing all at once and tell me and I'll tell you this sometimes it breaks us because we can't we're not able to bear it but you see that's how God works so opportunities a door of opportunities open to me see what is the opportunities that God is opening to you because that's what doors do speaking in Canuck a few weeks ago and and I say there see doors give you access somewhere you know, if you're wanting, if you're wanting to go to the hairdressers, okay, you don't walk through the door into bargain madness, do you? Why? Because they don't cut hair. And so there are doors that are for specific purposes. See, some of us don't even know the door we should be walking through. This should help you. See, what Sharon said about Revelation 3. What you have to understand is Revelation 3 reveals a self-sufficient church. Look at me. I'm rich. I have got everything I need. I have need of nothing. See, that's, that's how the church can look. We can look at everything that's, 
It all looks all good on the outside. But listen, Jesus says, but I know that you're wretched, poor, pitiful, and blind. Oh, that's a bit different to how I'm seeing myself. See, how are you seeing yourself? What is your, what is your view? And listen, I do believe that God says we need to stop being introspective, looking at what we've accomplished, and begin to focus on what he has accomplished. We sang that earlier. That song um, that we sang this morning, um, I was saying to Sharon, I think it was Wednesday, wasn't it, Ryan? We went out, and over breakfast, I said, what's that song, Sharon? Godfrey Bertels, you know? And, um, and, and we were trying to get it, and then I put Spotify, and I go, and I said to Ryan, let's, let's do this. See, those songs, they have, they have something in them because it's where we're at at the moment. The reason the song went this morning wasn't because we all knew, let me tell you. It was because when Ryan hit that song, there was an anointing on it for this season. Swing wide, you heavenly gates, that the king of glory may pass through. Can you see? There's something on that song. That's the reason it went. Nothing, no other reason. It wasn't because we got it on Wednesday and told Ryan to do it. It was because that this is the year of an open door. And it's open so the king of glory can come in. No one else. Hallelujah. And so for us this year, it's an amazing year. It's made up of two words, the, one, the two letters. The one is pay. And it's, it's a little bit like this. And pay has three letters within it. And the pay is here. This is Yod, the smallest. That's Yod. And that's like the peg. So this is a year which God wants us to stake our claim. There's, and also the pay is a connecting pin. And it connects things together. It's like the pin that goes through the old carriages of the railway carriages. And so there's a pin that used to hold it all in place. This here is bait. And that is the house. This is the pin. This is the house. Can you see? And so here, the, that's, the, that's the inward picture here. And so here is calf. Okay, and calf is the open hand. Okay, so here the bait is the house. So God is wanting us. To be connected in his house, but also the house is not enclosed because there is an opening, and that's the word that we're on, the, the letter that we're on for this year. The opening of the door that we come out with an open hand, not with a closed hand. And we have to reach out with an open hand. So in a moment, I want you to be even thinking now of the offering. I'm not going to do an offering talk at the end. This is the offering. This is to show you because you need to put something through into your future. You have to put something into your future. If you put nothing into your future, there'll be nothing there when you cross over. And you'll be asking yourself, why is it that they've got blessed and I haven't? Why is it that they've got provision and I have? It's because you never put anything there. 
And so here, this is cow. That is the open hand. And so then you come to this year, and this year, the letter for this year is Dalet. I can just lean on here a minute. Dalet is this. That's what Dalet looks like. And it's the, the doorway. The picture is of a door. And the door was where they would hang on the tent, they would hang the, the covering of the tent door. So that's why it was like that. But also, if you put this another way and you look at the life of Jesus, because it was something that bore, it bore the entrance, it bore the door. Jesus is the door. See, the reason why he is the door, because if you look at the Lord Jesus, he is like this. And he bore all our infirmities and carried all our diseases. You see, the Dalet is the word for bearing things. See, what are you going to bear this year? What are you going to allow God to put upon you this year? See, it says in Galatians 6.1, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. See, we all have something to bear. You don't carry you don't carry, you bear. See, this is something that opens up the way. And so this is the door. God is wanting us to go through the door. But we go through the door, we have to bear. See, this is Dalit. And that's the door. And so we'll be going through doors this year. There'll be many doors that you go through. Don't just think it's today. There will be many doors that you have to go through. But also, this letter here represents what they call the pay, which means the mouth, to speak out. It means the, the extremities of your mouth and the sound of your voice. That's what it means. And so there is, God is wanting to extend the sound of our voice. That's what pay is. And, and it, so it speaks of our mouth. And so listen to this verse that goes with 1 Corinthians 16, verse 8. It's Psalm 141, verse 3. Set a guard over my mouth. Pay. Keep a watch over the doors of my lips. So it's going to be important this, this year. Well, not just this year. It's going to be important for the rest of your life. What is it that you're speaking out? See, what are the things that you speak out? What are the things that comes out of your mouth? See, and the Bible talks, doesn't it, so often that there's, you can't have both sweet and bitter water running from the same stream. So God says to us, you can't have sweet and bitter water coming out of your mouth. So we have to deal with what's in here. Because it's out of our mouth that our heart speaks. So if there's bitterness, we need to ask God's forgiveness of areas of our lives. You see, this isn't just a little pictogram to show us that this goes very deep to the heart. And how we communicate and talk. Do you understand? 
And so here then is what happens. What are we allowing to come out of our mouth? Do we allow rash words to come out of our mouth? Let me tell you, don't allow rash words to come out of your mouth. Do you remember Jephthah in Judges? Jephthah says, because God gave him a victory, he spoke out something rash. He spoke out and he says, whatever comes out of my house first, that I'm going to sacrifice to the Lord. And his daughter came out and he sacrificed her to the Lord. See, what that tells us is this. God will hold us accountable for the words that we speak out. We have to get hold of that. Listen, this is aspiration. Aspire to putting a God over the door of your lips. Putting a watch over your mouth. So that what you say does not bring a curse upon you. And he was, he was flawed afterwards. But he'd made his word. See, he's always saying that teaches us these things. Let's be circumspect in the things that we're saying. Both in private and in public. Okay, so this is this year. And so a door... See, a door opens up the way for us to go into something. And we have to know the doors that God is opening to us. You don't walk, as I said, you don't go through bargain madness if you want to go to the hairdressers. You certainly wouldn't go to the butchers if you need to go to the hospital. Can you see? And so doors give us access. See, what is God giving you access to? What is the door of opportunity that God is opening up to you? You see, if you look at that verse I said from um, Acts, sorry, 1 Corinthians 16, 8, the corresponding passage is Acts chapter 19. And in Acts chapter 19, Paul is in Corinth at Pentecost. And the whole thing there, the scenario there, is not for Paul's benefit, but it's for people like Priscilla and Aquila. Because he's going to enable them to come into a revelation so that they're not holding people back into an old wineskin or an old time through an old door. Because they knew about the baptism of John, but he talks to them about the baptism of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is going to be important to us. Yeah. We can't get away from those things. Those are just things that are there. But you see, this year, see these three letters, we, we won't come to this again in our lives. We won't. Where it all connects like this. So there's something, this, this is not just a one letter year, it's a four letter year. And so for us, it is important. See, doors give us access. Doors are a place of security. You put a door in place because you want to be in a secure place. Do you understand? Doors also speak of ownership. Do you own what God is giving you access to? Because you have to own it. If you don't own it, it hasn't taken hold of you. And you won't protect it. Once you own it, you're no longer the hired servant. See, 
And so for us, as we go through this year, see, God wants to increase. He wants to enlarge. And also, let me just get my note that I jotted just morning, this morning. He wants to enlarge, increase, and extend. He wants to enlarge our influence, increase our capacity, and extend our territory. Now listen, let me say to you, I believe this year is going to be a year where God begins to increase your capacity. What do I mean by that? Well, I believe God is going to give multiple giftings to people. And it won't just be, it won't just be, well, I can, I've got a gift of a prophet. What was, think of David. David, he was a shepherd boy. Great shepherd boy. Through the skillfulness of his hand, he led the people. And through the integrity of his heart, he led the people. So he's a shepherd. He was also a worshiper. And he would worship and demons would leave. He was also a warrior. He was also a king. And so here, and he was also a tremendous friend to Jonathan. Can you see? So he had multiple giftings upon his life. See, I think the church has got to a place where we have just monopolized and said to me they need to monopolize upon one gift rather than developing a whole array of gifts because of what God is bringing them into. And so I'm saying to you, God is going to increase your capacity. So whatever door you've had in your life that has kept you as a one-trick pony, it's time to get rid of it. Go on, kick the pony out and let the pony run off. Because God wants you to be multiple, gifted. Now that's going to be a stretch. That's going to be a stretch in leadership terms. Because it won't just be in this or that. There will be multiple of gifting. But we needed it. We're going to extend territory. So there's multiple capacity and gifting that's going to come. There's also enlarged influence. Which is the who's of your life. Who is God bringing your way so that you can influence them. That's all it is. It isn't so that you can have a great big pasture, a great big area. It's who are you influencing? So you have to start looking at if God is going to, if God is going to enlarge your influence, you have to start saying, God, who are you bringing into my life and who are you taking me into the lives of others? Because I will be required to give an account for how I've influenced this person. Now that should be like dynamite in churches. Do you know why? Often we gossip too much. We say things. See, because we don't put God over our mouth. And we get involved in things. And listen, you've only got to be in a place of work, haven't you? And you may not even gossip at work, but you sit at your table and you listen to the gossip that's going around. And you wonder why people start to gather around your table at coffee times. Because they know you listen to gossip. And you say, but but I haven't gossiped. No, but you never say anything about it. So you're just there listening. And so we have to ask God, Lord, how are you extending my influence? And what am I doing for this person? What am I... And how am I influencing this person? 
in terms of the kingdom of God in their lives, so that I'm releasing the unhindered flow of the Holy Spirit into their lives. See, this is how practical it gets. And so then, see, enlarging influence, who? Because that gives you opportunity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. See, because I do believe that God is raising up people here. He's putting them into places. And um, our daughter, Anna, she was in Birmingham this week. And she was sitting at a meeting. And there were X million pounds being discussed for, for use in the West Midlands. Okay? Now, listen, what you need to realize, Anna, that God... And it's not about that influence. It's not about where God's saying. What you need to know is God is making you a father to Pharaoh. Yeah. Understand that. He's putting you in a place. It's not about the money because you got all the wisdom knows how to deal with supply. But he's making you a father to the people who are fatherless so that this region can come under the influence yeah. of a father. Yeah. See, that's how it comes in. See, that's influence. So that's knowing the who's. Also, don't be quick to pass those on to other people. Yeah. Joseph didn't pass on Pharaoh to other people. He remained close to Pharaoh. Why? Because there was resources that he needed to help him distribute. Incredible. And listen, Joseph was a nobody and a nothing. A forgotten person, a person who was rejected, a person who wasn't even spoken of with all the good things that he did. So don't worry about that. When he was required, a sound went out, and the sound was, there is a man, there is a woman who told me. Told him what? Told me a revelation and what a dream meant. Back to dreams. Helping people to understand their dreams. That's the greatest influence that anyone here can be. So let me tell you, get trained up. Get the do the GPS. I'm not talking about going to lots of other places. If you're here, let me tell you. And it's not because, it's not because other prophetic schools are not good schools. They are good schools. But this is our school. And if you want to be part of this house, this is where you need to be trained and equipped. Because why? There is a father in this house who will release sons and daughters. Just get hold of that. Stop running around different houses. You don't do it in the natural, but you do it in the spiritual. Stop it. The Lord says that. Stop it. Get back in the house. It is not a prison. It is a place, a wide open space. Hallelujah. But you'll get to know how we interpret dreams. You'll get to know the heart, what's behind that. You'll get to know that the, prophet, the prophetic is more about restoration than about telling people how the world is going to end. If you want to know that... Get into the book of Revelation and get messed up. Because everything you thought was going to happen will be quite different. Okay, so just, I'm just saying. And so here, 
You see, that's what we want. That's why. See, that is, and you're going to have dreams that you're going to need to interpret. Not how can they use all that. Any, you know, I mean, listen, you only need to be an accountant to tell people how to manage their money, don't you? But you need to be somebody walking with God who knows how to gain revelation, knows how to access the revelatory net realms, so that when they tell you the dreams that they've had, you're able to tell them the interpretation to their dreams in a way that's relevant and in a way that can help them. And you do not know the influence that God has given you terms of this supernatural realm, right? Because God is going to do extraordinary things in the realms of the spirit. I'm not just talking about miracles. I'm talking about extraordinary things in the realms of the spirit. There's going to be, there's going to be an increase of angelic revelation. There's going to be an increase in angelic visitation. Why? Because Jesus is visiting his church. And when Jesus is around, angels attend him. So we should expect all of those things. Not because we're making ourselves more conducive to the supernatural it's because we welcome jesus and when jesus comes he is he is surrounded by the angelic hallelujah and you can't get away from those facts so we need more of jesus we need a great awareness of jesus and the angelic will happen all around us hallelujah And listen, just so that you know, if I was speaking in any of the place of God's schools, I would be saying exactly the same to the people there, that this is their house and this is where they need to go. And don't go running off to revival fires. Learn. Get hold of the heart of the fathers and the mothers of the house that you say you're part of. Because that's where God's provision and where his protection is for you. Hallelujah. And so here, see, God opens doors. There's more prison doors opened in the scriptures than I think any other door. You know, Samson, he gets open, the prison door gets open to Samson. You know, Sim, um, Simon Peter, the door gets open to him. And we also know that um, Joseph, he gets the prison door. And also, John the Baptist gets his prison door open. Gets his prison door open. And God brings a whole era to an end. And Jesus steps into a new place. See, sometimes God has to do that. Because of the influence that somebody can have. And what other people can try and give to them. John the Baptist always said, I must decrease, he must always increase. But his disciples wanted him to increase. Jesus had to say to them, listen... A man, nothing, no one can attract anything to himself. He can only receive what God gives to him. So know who it is that you've been given to so that you can be influenced in the way that God wants you to be influenced. Okay, That's why there's bodies. That's why there's local ecclesias for this reason. And so for us, See, there's enlargement of influence, increased capacity. Then there's extending territory. That is the where's. The where is God going to give you influence? And where is he going to allow the capacity to flourish best? So there will be territory. See, when you've got territory, you have ownership of something. When you have ownership, you can put your door there.
when you put your door there means that you have access anytime you want. It means that as you have access, ownership, security, all of these things, you're in a very secure place. Hallelujah. See, so this year, we are doing things in this year. You will make decisions in this year, let me tell you, that will determine the next three years. And in the next three years, the things that you do, see, your aspirations will begin to become achievements, things that you will begin to see beginning to take form and shape. And so when that happens, see, you'll be able to know that the next 10 years are going to be opened up. And you'll be able to give yourself wholeheartedly to the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. That's what Paul the Apostle said. See? Knowing that it's not in vain. It's not empty. It's not worthless. It's not like dust. Have you tried building with dust? <laughs> Gone. <laughs> and so for us, as we come to this year, as we come to this year of an open door. Go away. Say, God, where is the door that you're opening to me? Where is it that you're giving me opportunity? You've heard me say the story here that there is a, a, a statue called Opportunity in Greek and it's Somebody pours oil on this person every day. It's a naked runner who has a shock of hair. And underneath there's an inscription that says, my name is Opportunity, I pass by very quickly. Take hold of me while you can. The reason is it's gone. And you can only take hold of that one shock of hair. See, so it's not as if, there's all this great opportunity. It usually comes by taking hold of something very small. But what you take hold of releases you into opportunity. I believe that's where we're coming. I believe with Ryan Annie going out. And the reason they're going out, let me tell you, is because over the years we have gone to, Sharon and I went to a conference every year. We went to a conference to receive, be poured into. We did Toronto. We did Lakeland. We did Abbotsford. All of these places. We would go there, spend time there, so that we could be inputted. And so in the same way, and the church um, supported us to be able to do that because that was something that they valued that we needed. And we do the same for Ryan and Anna. We value that they need input. And it's not anywhere. These are things that they talk to us about, that they say, where should we go? These are where I'm thinking. And because of that, they're open. It. Why? Because there's a counter. It's not just a free-for-all, everybody doing their own thing. It's not, it doesn't work like that. And so pray for them this year, this week. Pray that God would so refresh them, that in the refreshing, he would give them revelation. And in the revelation that there would be restoration for them. Can you see? Pray that over them. And so as we come in a moment, see, this is what we're giving. We're giving into this house, the bait. We're giving into it because God is opening our hand. And we're giving into because God is putting a stake in the ground and connecting us into this place. 
Can you see? And when you're connected, you're going to go where God moves. Not the train. We're not on a train. But you're going to go where we're connected to. And listen, for the leadership, and that is all life group leaders, not just Ryan and not just us, but all the leadership, our responsibility is to remain rightly connected to the head and then to each other. See, that's how it all works. It's very simple. We can make it so complicated, but it is very simple. Why? Because we want to be sons and daughters of a house. Not a boarding school or a lodging place, but a house. Can you see? And so with that, as we come for this year, and as we step into all that God has for us for this year, see there's things that we're going to need to check in our hearts. And things we're going to need to give ourselves to wholeheartedly to the work of the Lord, knowing that the work is not empty, lifeless, vain, or useless. See, that's, that's it. So as we come now, see, I want you to put something into this future, moving into this place of the open door. So, so as we come, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to give an offering to the Lord. This offering doesn't go to all that we're doing as a local church. This offering goes to what God is, doors he's opening to us. Last year, we, had, we opened up a center in Siligary for women coming out of sexual abuse and, and trafficking. That is there now. Can you see? And, and so, but what is God, where is God leading us, opening up to us these things? Because that's where we need revelation. So it isn't just doing the same things. We're saying, God, this is the year of an open door. You're going to give us new opportunities. So before we step into those opportunities, we want to know that there is a seed so that we can plant. And as we plant, we know that it's going to bear fruit. Not vegetables. Lord, we want oak trees. We want vineyards. We want, we want olive groves. We want, we want those places, Father, that release anointing, that release oil, that release the wine to make people's hearts rejoice. Oil so their faces shine. Now that's what we're wanting, God. And so we don't want just something that's a quick fix for today or tomorrow. We want that which is going to, Lord, produce what we believe Holy Spirit brings. The new wine and the oil of anointings. Thanks for listening. Stay connected, be resourced and equipped by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, and following us on social media at Revival Fires on Instagram and Facebook. If you've been impacted by this ministry, why don't you consider investing and sowing a gift? Visit our website for details on how to give.